Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Who Invited Her. We are San Diego's LGBTQ pop culture podcast. I'm your host, Tony, and I'm here with my other host. I'm Daddy Bear Eric. Yes, you guys. And we were off last week. We're so sorry. We missed our traditional 420 episode. Why? Because I got a cold. And it wasn't COVID just before you started sending all your mail and DMs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a cold, so we had to cancel our big 420 I know. show. I was so excited for it, too. I know. We had. We might do it as a bonus. We yeah. talked about maybe doing it as a bonus. Yeah. But you guys, we have a very special guest today that I'm super excited <laughs> to have on the show. Oh, oh it's me. Oh, work. <laughs> Hi. Yes, the bearded black <laughs> activist queen of San Diego. We've been talking about her on the last show, Amber St. James with us ah! for the whole episode. Hello, hello, hello. Look, the kids are thrilled. <laughs> what? I love to teach the children. I, you can't stop me from doing a cute little TED talk in the middle of everything all the time. <laughs> How are you, Amber? I'm doing good. You know, I am alive today. We yeah. were up to like 3 a.m. Didn't get home till about 4 a.m. Were you Were you working? Oh, mama. I, working show with last an, Oh, and working with an E. Okay, it was a full situation. <laughs> working with SDSU, girl, shows don't end oh, until 3 a.m. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So you are a local queen here in San Diego. Wait, mm-hmm. I gotta ask, how old are you? You I'm are twenty six. You are a baby. You're yeah. a baby. Look, baby. I may look like a baby, but once I start talking, people are like, oh, so you're not like 30? I'm like, give me like a couple years. You know I what? will be. That is a compliment. Yeah. That is a compliment. That is a compliment. There are some people that I know are that are in their 50s, but they have the personality and the behavior of a 12 year old. So that's mm-hmm. a lot. I'm right here. I'm right here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was trying not to look your way, but. I have a name. <laughs> How did you come up with the name, Amber St. James? Where did it come from? Well, when I was in high school um, as most queer kids do I talked shit about all the people who were mean to me uh, on the YouTubes which that YouTube channel has now been deleted so don't go looking for it Um, (laughs) unless you're just really good at the the tech shit Um, but I had a character on there who was like almost like my annoying little sister who would like always burst in when I was talking shit about somebody Um, and so then when I went to college and I like started dipping into drags and things like that and I was like oh shit I need a name and I was like ooh let's go with Amber because that was the character's name and I was like "Mm," but she needs Okay. She's a full situation. Yeah. I was like, oh, let's do Amber James because my last name. And I was like, mm, that's still missing something. It needs that genesis, <laughs> that, that, mm, that little spice on it. And I was like, well, I could take inspiration from like a lot of like the um the queens that come before me where it was yeah. like the Devereaux, the St. Laurent, you know, like that very like hefty kind of name. And I was like, Saints. I like how you say hefty. Girl, okay, because you know it got status and it got an oomph right behind it, okay? You'd be like, oh, yeah. here comes uh, Shantae Devereaux the third from the house of LaBeja. And you're like, oh, mama, that's the bitch who's going to shut it down, right? Yeah. Um, so I and do then it. And they're like this. Okay, have you real pissed? You're like, bitch, I had my hopes on you and you failed me. Oh, my dollar bill's ready. Uh, Give me that dollar. You don't deserve it. Let me give it to somebody. Let me give it to this, you know, this Sally over here. She turning it. Um, But so I threw in Saint and I was like, ooh, Amber St. James. Ooh, that rolls off the tongue. And here we are eight years later and I was like, you know what? We're not rebranding. And I've had a lot of people ask me, like, mama, no, it's too late. Why would you rebrand? Yeah, why? I don't know why people would ever ask me that. I mean, that was mostly an early question that they used to ask. I'm like, girl, it's a little too late now. People too know late. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Rebrand would be very hard to do right now. Where did you grow up? Are you from San Diego originally? Born and raised. <gasps> me too. Another ah, native. Yes. It is so hard to find another 
We're like unicorns. That part. That part. But the irony is most people who tell me that are yeah. people who are not from here. Really? Yeah, they're like, oh my God, I, I I've hardly, never met a native. A lot of the kids I grew up with, and they moved away. There's like maybe a handful of my mm. old friends from like high school that still live here in San Diego. T. But um, see, so where what part of San Diego did you grow up? Where did you go to high school? In? So <laughs> like, I grew up in Encanto, and oh, I went okay. to Morris High School. Morris, I know Morris. Okay, <laughs> did you yeah. go to college here or no? Yes, I went to San Diego State. San Diego State, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And you do a lot of work with San Diego State yes. still, don't you? Which, Which I, I do get love into. it. I love yeah. it. But you know, dealing with universities, there's a lot of things and bureaucracies and paperwork sure. and bullshit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I do, I do. I honestly, I have to give like a major thank you to them for like all of the amazing connections I've been able to build and like just the space that they've allowed me to really create up there for like the last yeah. eight years, where we have like this budding drag. Community community that i i think honestly and we joke about this a lot but like we kind of run a factory up there like yeah we, every year there's a new batch of performers and we'll take them through all the different shows that we're doing and then eventually they go out into the scene and then they start getting booked and i'm yeah. like that's what i like to see so you have a drag school like summer camp training program <laughs> pretty much we, on, honestly <laughs> honestly we do call it the drag academy because we're yeah, like oh, you know that. we have we'll have like our smaller that. shows where performers can like dip a toe start to get a little intimate yeah, and, like figure yeah, out what yeah. their personality and stuff is and then we have competitions one so they can like work on their skills against yeah. other girls and then yeah. we have our pageant so then that it's like oh if you're more of a look performer then we yeah. have that um and then we have like our large scale ones where we get like thousands of people we're talking like 20 to thirty thousand dollars that i'm pretty are you serious oh I'm, wow i'm not even joking um wow. so Mama, when i tell you i work you work she works okay <laughs> she works which is yeah. cool because there is i there there's certain queens in san diego and i've said it on the show before that you just see them all the time and they're always doing shows they're always they're just Hustle, 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 yeah. which I, I, and I learned about you during actually COVID that because right. I, I, because <laughs> I was like following Alanis, um, Al- Alanis. <laughs> Alanis there's Mor- a rebrand. Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. And you popped up on one of the feeds and I was like, oh, she's, oh, look at her, ball of energy. And then you were doing a lot of virtual shows. And that's like how I started following you. And I was like, oh, look at her. And then that, and then I saw you at Stunts. Yes. And I was like, oh my God, we got to get her on the show. You're like, oh my God, I can touch her now. Like, I she's know, not I on was the like, screen. Yeah. And it was so good. <laughs> when we've talked about Stunts a lot on the show. If yeah. you guys come to San Diego, Riches, Sunday night, nine o'clock, Courtney and, and Keeks Rose. Mm, yeah. yeah, they do an amazing job with that. And yeah. as an older person, I love that it starts at nine. Most of it's done by 11, and I can go home. <laughs> and I don't know. Good night. Wake up fresh for work on Monday. T, okay. <laughs> Absolutely that part. For sure. How did, how did you get started in drag? Like, what was your first. So for me, uh, and I've, I've talked about this a lot sometimes when I like do panels and things like yeah. that. So when I first was like introduced to drag, I was very, very, I was very, very young and my grandmother was watching it. And um, I think I was like playing around like in the background or whatever. And I had walked past and I'd seen she was watching this on TV and I was like, oh, who are these loud, very happy people? <laughs> it's a lot of colors, a lot of shiny things. Um, and I didn't know what it was, but I was like, oh, these people feel like they're really free, right? Yeah. Um, and at the time I was like on my own journey with like my sexual sexuality and my gender identity and stuff like that like i didn't have the language for it, but i was like oh i feel different what is this about <laughs> um and so then it was like years later that i was like 
oh, that was called drag. Oh, um, and then uh, I think it was maybe sometime in like middle school. I like watched Drag Race a little bit more. Mm. What season? I was sneaking it. Uh, girl, my memory is trash. Okay? <laughs> I will be the first one to tell you my memory is trash. Okay, I'm the same way. Um, I'm like I, I I will tell you the best that I can remember about things, um, but I will not be able to give you the full details. Um, but I was watching it in like middle school, and like mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, oh, like this is drag. These are like people that are playing around with like gender identity and like clothing, and like I was like, oh, I I I'm having this affinity to this thing. Yeah. Um. And then once uh, high school came around, it, it was like our final, like maybe final two weeks, and I was in my AP Environmental Science class. Um. And our teacher, who is this like seven foot. Irish man, no Scottish man, um, was like. So I know you're a bunch of fucking smartasses because y'all took this class, but I would like to know who you are outside of like you can take good test. Yeah. Um, and so he took those last two weeks and was like, so we're gonna do a little bit of like a show and tell. I want you to come in, give me a little bit about who you are, all those different kind of things. I was like, oh my god, this is my moment. This is my moment to be the girl. Um, and so at the time, my grandmother had like taught me how to crochet, and me being the queer that I was, yeah. um, I was like, oh well, let me take this and like let me like push it. And so at that time, I had created like I think it was like thirty to forty different like dresses that I had created, crocheted. I was very poor, which is fine. Yeah. We've got you a little bit going now. Do. Um, yeah. And so I went out and I modeled those dresses, um, and I didn't tell the I did not tell the teacher. That's I was just so like, cool. so I'm gonna store some things in our storage closet, and I need you to trust me that my show and tell. It's going to be great. Yeah. And so I started off with like a couple of bags. I was like, oh, it's a crocheted bag. What's inside? Oh my God, another crocheted bag inside of that. What's inside? Oh my God, another one. Oh my God, another one. I was like, let me just go over to this closet and let's see what's in there. Oh my God. And then I came out and like the full drags. It was very rough. And I've scrubbed the (laughs) internet of all fucking photos of that. I'm like, I don't need that coming back on me. Um, But that was like my first time ever like getting into the drags. And as rough as it looked, I definitely, I felt. So you got the bug. You got literally. The bug. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, I want to do this more often. So then, when I graduated and went off to college, and drag kept popping up of like small drag shows, and I was like, yeah. "Well, let me just go to this." And so I went to one by the Queer Student Union, um, which I also used to be their president of. Um, and they were putting on this drag show, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It's this drag thing popping up yet again, yeah. and these people are fucking iconic. I want to know more about it. So I went to their Pride Center um, that next day, found one of the queens that then became my drag mother, Lucy Bruja. I love. You, mom. Um, I made it, mom. Um, so uh, I found her and I was like, oh my God, yeah. you were so amazing. Like, I want to know more. At that point, I then started working at the Pride Center. And then when she graduated, she like handed off the drag scene at to SDSU to me. Um, and here we are eight years later, wow. where I'm not only doing drags and like producing shows at SDSU, but now working with other universities, mm-hmm. trying to also build their drag communities and stuff like that. Wow. So my journey and drag has been quite a whirlwind. And it's still like, you're still going this way. Oh, all fully. The way. Yeah, fully. Look, the day I wake up and I'm like, all right, it's going downhill. Yeah. That will be the day we rebrand, okay? How Ooh. is how is your family with you doing drag? And it's, are you close to your family? So I am. It's definitely been a journey. Um, my mother only in the, like the last maybe year and a half mm-hmm. um, has really been able to 
be involved in my drag and like go to my shows and like you know support and stuff like that um because for a lot of years i had to hide it from her um so for the for the girls who have worked with me y'all remember those years Um, because those are the years where like i would go to the gig but i'd come with like 40 bags because i was like one i had to have the clothes for the gig but also the clothes for me to change out of and i would immediately be getting out of drag the moment that the show was over um you could catch me at bus stops getting out of drag you could catch me (laughs) behind the fucking venue i had a fucking bush somewhere like anywhere that i could get out of the drags before i got home because I had to pretend like, oh, it was just another day. Like, oh, I just, it was just a late day at school. <laughs> we had a test. She's like, yeah. oh, okay. And then I'd store all my bags in like our um, our backyard and then come get them in the morning when she went to work. Yeah. So um, wow. I did that for a lot of years. Um, and then in the midst of COVID, yeah. I was prepping for a digital number and she walked in the house and I had drag all over the house. I was half naked. I had only, like I had part of my face on and nothing but like my little tucking panty. And she walks in <laughs> and I just hear what the fuck is all of this? <laughs> oh my god! And, I, and I'm standing in my room, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" My heart just fell out of my ass, oh and I was like, god, "Oh my god!" That's gotta be like I'm, scary. I'm exposed. Like, yeah. what yeah. the fuck can I do now? I was like, "Do I die? Do I kill myself? Do I do I do I run? What do I do? Like, how do I do, do I? Can I just fade into the background of the walls?" Yeah. And I was like, "No, I have to go and um." I, I have to go and confront this. So I go out and I, yeah. I tell her and I'm like, yeah, so remember that drag thing that you told me to stop doing like oh so many years ago? I kind of never stopped. Um, and then we had a big fight. Um, but through it, we had a lot of hard conversations. Um, and she was like, you know what? If this is this is where your life is I recognize that for a, a lot of folks and a lot of parents, like this could be that road of like, I either never see you again or I decide to fucking bear and grit it and like learn to love my child and learn to learn more about you and become part of you know your life and so that's the choice that she made good for Um, your mom we're so much closer because there are some some kids out there some even adults my age who still haven't spoken to the parents since they came out so I like I've told the story in here I'm so lucky my mom's okay with everything it took her forever but you know what I mean that's Mm. really 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 cool and okay how would you describe your drag (laughs) Like in one word or wait, no? Would how would you describe and, your drag to as many words as, as you want. want to use? Yes. <laughs> wow. How how do you describe Amber St. James yeah. to well, to the world? I if I if I was doing an elevator pitch, yes. uh, the branding is Amber St. James, the African bearded activist queen of San Diego. I love it. I'm like I love you know, it. Yeah. then that's more so. Just what the made you decide version. to do a bearded queen? Um, well, that's yet another story. Um, so when I started out doing drag again, as I had explained, like my mother didn't really know about it, so I couldn't be like shaving my beard like yeah. every couple of weeks, um, or else then she'd be like, "Why are you shaving your beard? You've never done this. Like this is a little, this is really weird." Yeah. Like it would bring up questions that I was like, oh, "I don't feel like I want to answer those things right now." Um, and so I had to kind of just integrate my beard uh, into my drag. But, like, the first few years of me doing drag, I was, like, trying to hide the beard. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'd try to put makeup over it or I'd, like, go get um, – or I'd try to make sure that, like, I was getting a haircut that week. So yeah. that way it's like, oh, I'm just, like, nice and clean shaven. And, yeah. oh, my God, I just also happened to have a gig that week. Work. I love how this worked out, right? Um, but then I was like, this is this is too much. Like, yeah. I – one, at the point in time, I did not know how to do my own makeup, so – had a lot of white people doing my face, and I was looking real white. Um, and then eventually, <laughs> you know, eventually she got some skills. She learned how to do her own face, yeah. and now we know how to be black. Um, <laughs> but you have a distinct makeup style, and it's I love it because it looks very tribal, mm-hmm. and I, nobody else is doing it at San Diego or anywhere 
out like yeah, I've seen. That's you true. your your makeup style and your drag style down to the wigs and the outfits that you make most of them yourself, yes. don't you? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, I do. Um it's very, very like Oh, that's Amber St. James. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's consistent, Brandon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what made you decide to go with the the tribal type makeup? And so influence? I decided to go with these kind of influences because while I was taking a lot of college courses, I was taking a lot of ethnic studies courses yeah. and Africana studies, which is what I did get my bachelor's in. Well, I technically got it in three different departments, so I kind of have three different degrees. But look at you! Oh, was yeah. like, oh, oh. Her TED talk will be <laughs> look. It will be coming very soon. Um, and so while I was being like influenced by that and also being around a lot more queer folks and trans folks and like really being able to like learn about myself by learning about other people yeah. I was like oh I want to marry this into my drag like I'm excited about this yeah. um, and so I stopped being just a Beyonce queen which is no offense to the girls who love yeah. Beyonce um, but I was a lost girl and I was like well I love Beyonce let's just do that that works yay and then I learned more about myself so I was like oh, okay Miss Mama we can we can sprinkle in the Beyonce but let's do some real shit here right yeah. um, and so I started to integrate more African inspired like makeup and wanting to do tribal um um, obviously because well not obviously because the African identity is of the diaspora, so there's multiple ways yeah. to be black. Um but <laughs> because my ancestors I don't I don't have that connection to like yeah. what tribes I actually come from. So I was like, oh let's do tribal so that way I'm paying homage to the motherland, right? Um obviously without culture appropriating from like actual African like sacred uh tribal prints and stuff like that um and then with like my clothing and things like that like i wanted to i wanted to make a statement because again like today's piece describe mm. it for a podcast audience so the look of today uh, which is one of my favorite looks <laughs> you yeah. because it's it's part of your drag which is one thing that i noticed with you is as a drag queen there's always a bit of activism and education even in the styling of your drag Oh, and absolutely. this outfit is like perfect <laughs> representation of that. So yeah. describe the look for the audience. Oh, absolutely. So I am wearing, so I honestly, so I ordered this white dress on Amazon. Yeah. Because um, I was like, oh, well, we want nice form, you know, nice body, yadi, yadi. Um, And what I did is I decided to design it on the front to say Black Lives, Black Lives, We Matter. And then on the back to do Black and Proud with rainbow colors because yeah. of wanting to integrate like my blackness and my queerness. Um, because so often in a lot of spaces, Black poor folks, um, we always have to kind of choose what communities that we're a part of. And then on the sides, I wanted to pay homage to all of the trans folks who's come before me and all of the ones that we've unfortunately lost due to violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the back of the sleeves is, uh, this is for all the names that we'll never know, right? Because what I did was I wrote all the way, I think from 2013 or 2014, like when we started collecting data yeah. um, on trans folks all the way up until like the last year that I'd had it, which I think was like 2018 when I like created. No, 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 no. Because I created this, uh, what was it, like, last year, I think. Yeah. Um, but I went all the way up until 2018 because I think that was where the data had kind of stopped. Um, because, again, like, I wanted to make a statement because a lot of where my drag started was in the college area. And it was yeah. around a lot of white people. So I was like, oh, this is kind of influencing why I want to make a statement with my drag. Because I'm like, this may be the only time that these white folks are getting to actually experience a black person or learn that... People's lives are different. Yeah. Racism is a thing. It yeah. is. And people freak out. Yeah. Uh, they'd be like, oh my God, but like Obama. What do you mean? I'm like, mama, <laughs> spend a life in my day and I will tell you racism still does yeah. exist. You know what always got me is there's been certain people, I'm not going to name names, but because I am Latino, they lump it in with, oh, mm. d- same as Buck. 
And I'm like, no, the it's Latino like, culture, no. Mexican culture is completely different. You yeah. can't. And even within the Hispanic culture, you can't let Puerto Rican in with no. Latinos or even people from El Salvador. Like if you say, oh, you're Mexican, they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's completely different. But it's the same thing. Like people just, oh, you look a certain way. I'm going to put you in this box. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And I've, I've had that happen sometimes um, where I've <clears> – <throat> I've learned that I think because a lot of girls who may not necessarily know me on a personal level, but they do see a lot of the activism, I think sometimes that may scare them off. Um, in oh, terms of, because okay. like for a lot of crowds, they're like, uh, I don't know if I'm necessarily trying to take a stand right now. I just need to do a three minute high energy number. And I'm like, well, girl, just hit me up. And I I, I know how to, I, she's very perform. <laughs> okay. I'm like, if you check the Instagram, she was, she was turning it during the pandemic in her little hallway. Um, that, is it that is true. <laughs> Okay, um, but I think uh, what I what I do love about my drag is that it does it it causes conversation. It makes people like really think and be like, "Oh my god, like you can do this with yeah. drag, right?" Yeah. And um, and it's even without you even saying anything, just right. your presence and your look, yeah, is starting a conversation, which I think is amazing. And there needs to be more of it. Yeah, it's that important. is the whole purpose of art, whether oh, it's absolutely. performance art, whether it is visual art, whether any form of art is to comments on what's happening in society yeah. and i think the way you present your drag is exactly that yeah i, love, I love that it's provocative in a different route mm -hmm. which is yeah. great and and not one that we really have in san diego so i love no. that you're, you're <laughs> be carving your own way for that this goddamn mic I, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, now i want to know what an amber st james show looks like let's say okay. you have no budget. It was money. Like money is not an option. Oh, I was like, I have yeah. no budget. Okay. No, I mean, <laughs> like, show. no, no, no. Woo! Money is like you no can object. spend whatever. Yeah. yeah. Spend whatever you want. What would an Amber St. James show look like? Ooh. <laughs> See, so here's why this is this is such a hard question for me. Because I love asking this to the queens because everybody goes, oh, you mean there's no limits? No limits. What would your show look like? <laughs> See, now for me, why this is hard is because like I am both a performer but also like a show producer. Yeah. Um, because I do run my production company, Sisters of St. James Productions, with yeah. my drag sister, Lux the Drag Queen. Um, and so... I'm like, okay, so as a performer, what does that show look like? But also as a producer, what does that show look like? Let's do both. Uh, okay, so as a performer, Because I you think, know how to put on a show. Uh, that, because it's not just going up. I know this from years doing theater. There's so oh, fuck, much yes. work that goes into putting up a fucking production. People are like, oh, so you just like send in the music no. and then the girls go dance no. around. Hell the fuck no. <laughs> no. There's a lot more work than that. Okay, oh, It's a lot. Um, I That's why I stopped doing it. I was like, I'm for now. I can't do it. <laughs> Not too much. So how, okay, <laughs> performance-wise and as a producer, what is an uh, Amber St. James I show think like? for like? me, performance-wise, I would love to do something that's just like 50 fucking people. Like a full flash mob, like choreographed Ooh. situation. Like okay. I want pyrotechnics. I want full moving <laughs> I graphics. It. I want like, uh, honestly, I would love for, because uh, if you've ever seen me perform, like I will have monologues and stuff that I do. Yeah. I would love if we had like a live like person there that's like, giving that monologue in person right just to start the whole situation yeah. like if i could like if i had like amanda gorman like come Ooh, out yeah. start yeah, the yeah, entire yeah, thing yeah. have a choir come out after do a full situation and then i come out in this giant fucking like garment where i'm like ascending from <laughs> from the fucking sky down like that would be absolutely everything yeah now it's very hard to find a venue where i can do that <laughs> so that's why i'm like so as a performer that's what yeah. i would like but as a producer i'm like oh i just want money 
I just want all yeah. the monies in the world so that way I can produce the best show that I ever can where we're being able to like have 50, 50 to like 100 performers like do a full fucking drag festival right yeah. um, I know like Austin does an uh, international drag fest and stuff like, like I would love for mm. us to do something like that in San Diego yeah. where we're being able to not only spotlight a lot of the amazing performers that we have and here there is a lot in San Diego so we get looked over so a many. lot that part do, do you know yeah, what I mean that's part of the reason why I do what I do and why I try to do it so well I'm like let me, can we get some kind of spotlight over in San Diego yeah because there is here. so much drag talent here in yeah. our city but it's like we're like the redheaded stepchild to LA. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That part. That part. <laughs> See, okay. But, not but in a way, it's kind of like, oh, we're like a little underground. underground. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? The little it's engine just... that could. The yep. little wig that yep. could. <laughs> okay, very that, very that, very that. Well, where's some of your early influences when it comes to drag and your art? Ooh, so for me, I think a lot of my early influences, like specifically talking like drag, um, it was definitely like Bob the Drag Queen, the Vixen. Like I think we can all mm, see where the yeah. Vixen inspiration comes in. Yeah. Um, like Monet Exchange. <laughs> Honestly, like when I really like think about it, it's a lot of the black queens that were so brave enough to like be their full authentic black selves yeah, on yeah. national television, knowing that it was going to come with like racial intentions. It was yep. going to have a lot of like racist backlash that they were not going to be presented in the same way that a lot of the white queens were. Yeah. Like I look up to them all the time because I'm like that, that is brave. Like that is, that's what it's like to be a black performer in an industry that is predominantly white. white yeah. And I'm like, for you to go out there and show the world, like, this is what the fuck we go through and to still do it because you know that queens like me are the ones that are being inspired. Like, that's fucking yeah. amazing. And do it with a sense of humor. Yeah. That part. You know what I mean? So I think, like, especially the perfect example to me of that is Bob the Drag Queen. Yes. And Bianca Del Rio was, like, the first, like, Puerto Rican. Mm, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? To it. And they did it with humor. Yeah. And it was so that it made it more appealing to, let's say, middle America. It disarmed them. Yeah. Which I, I yeah. honestly, like, I as, as I a queen that. of color and also as a queen who's, like, my drag mother was very camp. So, like, when I perform, that's why, like, certain facial expressions, I'll decide to not go super fierce. So just like, yeah! Because <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, I, I like I understand that humor also it invites people to be disarmed and invites them in to yeah. the conversation, invites them into the performance. And I'm like, yeah. for me as someone who's doing something so political, I'm like, I want to make sure that they're already on my side because they it could be very jarring for white people that are not necessarily prepared to have that conversation of like, mm -hmm. maybe I am racist and I just didn't know it. Yeah. yeah, because even with the Black Lives Matter movement that happened, it's still. So much work to be done yeah. in this country, but you do it with your with your drag. But for as far as your activism side, mm -hmm. and you educate too mm -hmm. by part of doing SDSU, how do you mainly blend that together with your your drag and other art forms that you do? So I think for me, the ways in which I've been able to do that is definitely the ways in which I've been able to bring drag into higher academia, mm -hmm. right? So whether they're uh, booking me to like come do a number, and like the number is very political, and then they're like, actually, want to have you come back and. Do do it and actually do a TED talk, right? Yeah. So that's like the the panel side of a lot of things that I was uh, speaking on. Of like, yeah. not only do I do a kick ass performance, if I <laughs> do myself, the Energizer Bunny, um, but I also like I do that actual educational work of like going out there and training people. Um, I also worked in the resource, uh, the San Diego State University Pride Center, mm -hmm. um, and their Black Resource Center, which I actually helped in the creation of like bringing them uh, onto campus and stuff like that. Um, and I worked for a lot of years, like creating trainings that we know we now utilize 
Rise and Give, um, now that I work at San Diego Pride, like again, like doing that educational work. Um, because if you didn't know, Pride does do more than just the big festival just, and the parade. Yes, yes. We do 365 days worth of programming, okay? Like trying to do that educational work, trying to do like yeah. that police reform and stuff like that. Um, so like in all of the facets of who I am, I bring that into my drag because I'm like, I this is this is my survival. Like by yeah. doing this, this is me creating the better world that I can actually exist in because the one that I currently live in was not created for me. So I'm like, this is no, not going to work. It wasn't. For me. No. no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had another question for you. Now I told, and I hate how well my brain does. Oh, what do you think of the drag scene in San Diego? Who are some of your favorites and who are like some of the newbies coming up we oh, should yeah. keep an eye on? Ooh, so you're trying to get me caught up. Work. <laughs> yeah. said, so I'm trying to get you having DMs later, like, girl, so why didn't you say my name? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're no, not. No. Oh, wait till we get to that part of the show. <laughs> Ooh, scandal. Um, no. Uh, so honestly, and this is not me like having a pageant answer, but like yeah. all of the girls that I've been able to work with. They're all so amazing. Like, they welcomed me with open arms as a newbie queen that was, like, coming from the college scene. And that has made all the difference. And, like, yeah. me being able to bring in more of performers that we work with at uh, SDSU, right? Um, which, as I said, our little factory, like, now you see a lot of these girls are, like, popping up in the scene. So, like, Melanie Blue, who, yeah. like, came from working with us. Um, Satana, who came from working with us. Yeah. Um, Luna Deathwish, who came from, like, working with us. more Envy, who's just right now getting into the game. Uh, Lady Blanca, you know, Lux the Drag Queen. Like, all these queens that were coming from San Diego State or that we were working with and, like, bringing them in Now we're coming places. into the community. Yeah, and so that's what I love is that, like, all of these established queens were so open and so, like, they just, they opened, they were welcoming with such open arms of, like, allowing our performers to be in their shows or working with us um, or even, like, coming up to get that little coin and do these old college gigs. Um, So then that way, like, we're also being able to introduce our crowds to them of, like, hey, if you want to, like, go and see drag, like, also go and support local drag, um, which, again, you know, is why, it's part of why I do what I do, um, which is why uh, when we did, like, San Diego Drag Excellence that Mm -hmm. we did, like, during the pandemic with, like, I think it was, like, 40-plus drag performers here in San Diego, um, before that, I think we had released a video that was like about supporting local drag because we're like, that is at the heart of what we want to do is supporting local drag. Like, it's very hard because of RuPaul's drag. Like, we love that it's made it mainstream, but right. it's also made it like really hard to actually support local artists because everyone's yeah. like, oh, so when are you going to come up with like, your $5,000 gown? Like, right. I, why didn't you do it? Like, why didn't you do a split? Like, why didn't you jump off the building? Which, I mean, yes, I do that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, right. everybody can't be me. Uh, <laughs> How did you start your house? So I started my... So this is actually a really funny story. So, Well, two-part question. Okay. For people who don't know what the whole house culture is, mm-hmm. how would you explain that to a newbie? Because, you know, like, Legendary started mm-hmm. on HBO. Yeah. I I mean, I remember Paris is Burning, and the especially The Queen. Remember the documentary, The Queen? Mm-hmm. Did you see that? It was so good. It was so good. Um, but that's how I remember way back in the day when I learned about, oh, there's different houses mm-hmm. in that term, but there's a lot of people that don't know. So how would you describe that and talk about your house and who's part of it oh, and absolutely. how you started that. Okay, work. So, so it's a three-parter. Yes, we love know, this. I gave you, you a lot. You said, we just want to do an SAT. This is the three-part question at the end. Short answer. Fabulous. Um, so for people who don't know, whether you're queer or you're straight, I'm going to make it easy for everybody to understand. Um, so a house is almost like a dance crew, if you will, because I think everybody understands what a dance crew is. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a group of people that have a singular purpose. And if you're um, not a dancer, it's like a theater troupe. 
Yeah, and like if it's not that, it's yeah. almost like an orgy, except there's like no yeah, sex there you involved. Go. <laughs> I don't know. That's dependent on your family. Or I don't know. Maybe there is. Yeah, that, like I said, that's dependent on the family. <laughs> um, but for what a uh, house is in a more like actual academic term, uh, houses were created as the safe spaces for queer folks because obviously the structures that were created were not created for us in mind, and so we were feeling thrown out not only by our families but by the systems, um, you know, by the educational system, by the banking systems, like all of these systems that were pushing us out, you know, pushing us out of the public eye and out of even being able to exist in the public, right? And so we had to create our own spaces and so we created our own families um, and then called them houses as like, yeah. you know, the, the house that you live in. Um, so for me and my house... Um, the House of St. James, <laughs> um, which actually, because I just want to make this corrected, because a lot of girls or a lot of folks don't actually know, we have a really big house. There's like 16 of us in my yeah. family. Um, we're just not all in the same state, and we're not all currently active performers. Gotcha. Um, because I, I think I was talking to somebody recently, and I was I, I talked, I was like, oh no, there's like 16 of us. And they were like, what the what? <laughs> like, I thought it was like you and like maybe two other girls. I, I was like, that's because that's who you all see. If you go on the Insta page... Th- the very first post, there's a ton of because there's a lot. Yes, of yes, 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 yes. If you follow our House of St. James Instagram page, which you can also find on my own Instagram page, because what? Consistent branding. Um, <laughs> it has on there all of our family members. Uh, although it's, it's currently up to date, we do have one new family member that will be added, but I'm not at liberty to share that because... I'm letting the folks who are in that relationship be the ones that are doing that because I'm like, I am the overall mother, but I'm trying not to overstep. Yeah. (laughs) Respecting the family relations. Um, So how it started was my drag mother... So my drag mother learned that she was my drag mother because I was like, you know what? I love you and you introduced me into drag and I see you as my drag mother. She's like, oh, work. This is news to me. And I was like... (laughs) Well, oh. would you like officially take it? And she was like, yeah. And so she became my drag mother, Lucy LaBruja. Um, and then I started having drag children and I created the House of St. James. So mm-hmm. it was created with me and my drag mother then got added in as like oh, the mother situation, okay. right? Um, yeah. So it's not the typical where it's like, oh, you have the drag mother who started the entire house. It's like, no, I started the house and then I have my drag mother. Um, so there's the father of the house, which is, uh, Father St. James, um, who is not a current performer, but they're, like, a really amazing support, like, with all the shows that we produce, just in the family, always keeping us calm, because if you know me, I am always two seconds away from spiraling out about something. (laughs) Um, so they're always amazing. If you've ever met them at any of the shows, they go by Lauren. So if you've ever met Lauren, that's who that is. Um, then we have my drag mother, Lucy LaBruja. Then we have my children, uh, oh my god, I have so many fucking kids. Uh, Camilla Everglades, St. James, who yeah. is my second born. My first born is Zara Centauri, who currently lives in, I think, Kansas right now. Um, Camilla just moved back. She now lives in San Diego, yeah. which is absolutely amazing because I fucking miss her. She lived in fucking Arizona for all. <gasps> what part? I don't well, remember. Matter. I was like, it was in the middle of the desert. It was hot. It was terrible. Okay? Arizona's all the same. Uh, okay, it's hot and gross. Yeah. Um, then we have my next born, which was Imani Zella, um, who has actually been casted in a couple of our Black Magic shows. So if you've ever seen them, there you go, House of St. James. Um, and then we have the baby of my specific line of the family, who, uh, which is Ethnic Cezanne, who is, oh my God, so fucking icon. They... They inspired me so much, like, as a Native, like, First Peoples. Yeah. Because um, a lot of the work that they were doing at SDSU was in that activist realm of, like, trying to change the mascot. Like, really calling the university on the fact that they still call themselves Aztecs, which is a yes. problem. Yes. I know I love y'all and I work with y'all at SDSU, but that's clearly a problem. We need to fix that. Um, so, like, it's that's so a lot true. of the work that they do. <laughs> yes. Um 
Then we have my sister. So my drag sister is Lux the Drag Queen, who I'm sure you all know yeah. or you've seen. Um, we have Baby Blue, who was the original first sister. Um, and then we have Brenda Joy, who was our other sister. Um, me and Lux uh, and Brenda, we run our the production company side of like the House of St. James because yeah. a lot of people will mix the house and then the, the production company because they're all oh, consistent branding. Yeah. <laughs> I get mama, she's a businesswoman. I, if you learn anything, what's what today's word is brought to you by consistent, consistent branding. branding. <laughs> <laughs> so me, Brenda, and Lux, uh, we run the production company, uh, Sisters of St. James Productions. Um, then from my children, they have children. Oh dear lord. Yeah, like I told you, it's a Whoa, big fucking family. So I have a question. That part. How did your body bounce back from all those births? <laughs> well, I so, mean, look at you. <laughs> Girl, me you've seen me perform. You know what it is. It's like a fucking Zumba class, girl. True. Very, very true. <laughs> they don't call me the energizer buddy for nothing. Yeah. Um, so we have, oh, like, my children who have children. And then I think that's the end of that line. Yeah. Um, and then the only sister that, well, I can't release that yet, but one of my sisters does have a child. Oh. Um, and they will be releasing that fairly soon and we're nice. very very happy um, about them joining the family because not that's only do we like love family. them okay that yeah. part that's why I'm like, like my when the girls back are like home. oh yeah like the house of St. James is like three of y'all right I was like um uh, yeah there's three of y'all sure. that y'all that see all the time primarily yeah. um but and, and it's so beautiful the way that we've been able to create our family because I think and this is something that again we try to do in the, the community building aspect of what we do in our family yeah. and just who we are as drag performers um is we didn't want it to be like a clout thing like it was like you're not gonna join the family you want the St. James name or you want to be attached to me as the overall mother, right? Oh, it was okay. like, no, like most, not most, all of them because we kind of have rules in the family of how this operates. Um, it has to be like a friendship or relationship that is uh, created before they're even um, thought of to be voted into the house. Mm. So then that I way there's a like real that, connection yeah. there. So that way it's not like, oh, they're joined and like, they don't know anybody. It's like, no, if right. you're joining, that means for at least about a year, like you have been connected to the family or, you know, we've been able to actually like get to know you and we can also be able to, uh, um, greater assess of like how can we help yeah, you because yeah. we don't want to be like oh you joined then you got nothing from it it's like no this should be a mutually beneficial relationship mm -hmm. so like all of our family members they join because not only do we have like the same like vibe in terms of like our activism what we stand for but the terms of like our creativity like mm -hmm. the amount of work that we put into our drag in terms of like what we stand for who we are um so yeah Wow, that is a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's smart but though. Yeah, I love that San Diego. There are like houses, like you have House yeah. of Glam. Mm -hmm. Kixie has her house. Mm -hmm. yeah. You have your Strawberry. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I yeah. love that. That that's happening in San Diego. It's, it's yeah. it honestly, it's so it's amazing. So it's cool. like, oh my god, like, yeah. we're like those big scenes where yeah. it's like you know. 50, I know, but I houses. feel like that we're like kind of underground. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, we're still we're still the cool kids. Yeah, we know? are yeah. the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you guys, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna play a couple fun games with that. Yeah. I can't wait for that. But we'll be right back, you guys. In the world of male sexual health. Getting an erection isn't always the problem, but instead premature ejaculation may be the issue. The great news is, HIMS has that covered with either a spray, a pill or both. Formulated with lidocaine, the spray works by altering the sensitivity to the sprayed area without overly numbing. Unlike other topical products, it's absorbed by the skin without transferring to your partner. Spray to the most sensitive areas of your penis 5 to 10 minutes before game time. This spray absorbs quickly and stays local to the applied area, rather than numbing the sensation of your entire penis. Studies have shown men can last 64% longer when using the spray. 
HIMSS offers men access to high-quality medical products for issues all men face, but rarely take care of, and HIMSS is a trusted destination for sound medical guidance with both prescription and non-prescription solutions. Sex should be fun for all, HIMSS helps you enjoy this pleasure longer with a quick and easy spritz. Try HIMSS today. Go to whoinvitedher.net slash HIMS, that's HIMS. HIMSS is a one-stop shop for sexual wellness, hair loss and skin care for men. They can connect you to FDA-approved treatments backed by science. Prescription products are subject to medical provider approval and require an online consultation with a medical provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate, all from the comfort of your own home. See website for full details and safety information. That's who invited her.net slash HIMS. Hey, everybody, we are back from break. Um, empty bladders, at least for me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not going to have an empty bladder like, no. like three days from now. Because, Mama, the tuck is tight. Are you ready to have some fun, Miss Amber St. James? I'm always ready to have some fun. Let's do it. So this is a thing we have not done on the show in a very, very long time. Yeah. I think the last time we did this segment was with Kixie Vixen Styles when she came on. Whoa. Ooh. Yeah, that's how that's long. That was season two or three. Yeah. Oh, word. I know. Like, Y'all said we throw so it back. Today. We are gonna do a game, fuck Mary Kill, but I don't like kill. So instead of kill, it's fuck Mary, lock in a porta potty for eight hours at Coachella. Oh wow. <laughs> so it's worse, <laughs> it's, it's worse than kill. I'd rather okay. So that. we're gonna I'm gonna that pick part. some of your sisters and you have to fuck Mary, okay. lock in a porta potty at Coachella. Okay, fierce. <laughs> <laughs> Don't said we're gonna get the girl in trouble tonight. All right. Okay, well, first one. Okay. Amor Envy. Ooh. Kevy um, Kev okay. and Shania Satisfaction. These are all local queens, by the way, that okay. you have worked with and some are part of your house. So, so who would you fuck? Who would you marry? And who would you lock in a party party at Coachella? Okay. And the <laughs> options are Amor Envy, Kevy Kev, Kev, and Shania. Shania Satisfaction. Ooh. Um, <laughs> hmm. Honestly, ooh, I know. Okay, so I'm gonna start with who I'd lock in the porta potty. Um, this is not shady. This is mostly because I would love to see like this bitch just go off in a porta potty because I know she gonna have a potty mouth. Um, I would love to lock Kevin Kevin a porta potty. <laughs> okay, okay. Could you imagine like her just going off in a porta potty, just, just like this motherfucking for eight, eight hours in the heat in uh, a used porta potty at the end of. <laughs> Girl, and then give her a mic, throw her on stage, bitch. Best show. Look at you, producer Bray. I don't look. She's like, I know, I know the content that's going to (laughs) work. Oh, okay. And then what are the other? Oh. Mary. Mary. And fuck. fuck. Mary and fuck. Um, So she's an eye satisfaction and a more envy. Which one would you marry and which one would you fuck? So um, we don't really believe in incest in this family, but um, I, 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 I would have to fuck a more. Have you seen? Have you seen her? Yes. Girl, that body. She just be throwing the pussy around. Okay, this is for you, Amore. It's giving cut, diva. It's giving cut. Um, and then I would, I would definitely marry Shania. Like she is such yeah, a sweetheart. Like I really feel sweet. like she would be the kind of girl. Like I'd come home from a gig and she'd be like. The bath is already ready for you. Aww. The Epsom salt is already in there. Put your feet up. Let me give you a full massage. Oh, I love that. Okay, ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. 
Adonis Illusion. A word. <laughs> Strawberry corn cake. A word. <laughs> and Lux the Drag Queen. Oh, <laughs> word. Oh. Ooh, okay. Who would you fuck? Who would you marry? Who would you lock in a porta potty at Coachella? Okay. First of all, I think I'd marry Lux for the logistics of that means that we can then uh, uh, put our finances together. Which Look at her. Very, very yeah. helpful yeah. for the production company and all the things that we do. Again, Mama always on that business. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think I think I'd probably lock Adonis in the porta potty because. I feel like she'd come out with a look. She'd be oh, like, oh, mama, won't. I'd turn this yeah. porta potty the fuck out, right? Honestly. She'd have stories, yeah. even though she was a great okay. show afterwards. So, oh, yeah. fully. Same fully. thing. I'm, look, producer yeah. mind. Producer mind is always on. Um, and, and then, then I, would, I would I would, totally fuck Strawberry. This yeah. mama, she, that's a girl who, you know she know how to fuck. Oh. <laughs> Listen to her episode. Yeah. That part. That part. True. All right, next one. This one, um, let's do Mariam T. Okay. Oh. Kixie Vixen Styles. Okay. Oh. And Grotesca, who have all been guests on the show. <laughs> so. yeah. mm, see, I feel this is one, this one's too easy. Because I feel, like, is, I feel is. like Grotesca would want to be in the porta potty. She oh, would yeah. choose to be in the porta potty. I, I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> that fucking part. Um, and then, ooh. I think. Oh, that this is a good one. <laughs> I think I would want to fuck Miriam just to say that I did. Oh, why would you want to do that? <laughs> because it would be something nobody would expect. I know. They'd be uh, like, oh, no, you would get the, oh, the press. I'm so sorry. <laughs> then, then I could go on She's an apology tour. I could go on a full apology you. tour. I'd be like, apology. oh, my God, I've been wrong. Oh, my God. She, oh, my God. It was so terrible. Oh, oh, Oprah, oh, my God. Is there something under my chair to help me solve? Oh, my God. Ah. Um, and then I think I would marry Kixie because, I mean, come on, that would just hey. be a power. Powerhouse. That would yeah. be better. You're right. Absolutely. Okay, let's do mm-hmm. Father St. James. Okay. Your drag mother. Okay. Which is Lucy Bru- LaBruja. Bruja, yeah. And let's see. Ooh, maybe Coco Chanel. What? Um, the, 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 oh, I can't remember her name. I just lost it. Coco. Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, I was like, are we talking right. about somebody else? I know. I, the I, name, I, and then I did, went back. and then I was thinking, did I get it right? No, Coco Chanel, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I, I lo- if you, She's legendary in San Diego. If you have yeah. not seen Coco Chanel perform, she turns it. I oh, love fully. If you've not her. seen her, you haven't seen drag. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. yeah so, part. Father St. James, uh-huh. your your um, drag mother, Bruja. Mm-hmm. What's her first name? Lucy. Lucy, Lucy La Bruja. I want to call her Lily for some reason. I don't know why you want to make her a I white woman. Yeah. <laughs> she is a proud Filipino <laughs> woman, and you want to make a white woman. What is this? Okay. <laughs> and, and Coco Chanel, who would you do? Ooh, okay. So, I would probably, I would honestly just like marry Father St. James um, yeah. because I'm like, they're with me at most of my gigs anyway. So, I'm like, mm. we're pretty much a married couple yeah Mm. and we also don't have sex so we really are a married couple (laughs) (laughs) Um, wow i think oh i cannot see me fucking my mother that's just the line i'm not willing to cross mm, i can't do it um fair yeah so i i i think i'm gonna have to fuck coco chanel which uh i'm not mad about that i'm really not mad about that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you have any of what? Any? Oh, uh, like, do you have any queens that you'd like to just stick in a porta potty? <laughs> yeah, this is a full tangent side note. You don't have to marry anybody. You're fucking. I just want to. Who you want to stick in a porta potty? Um, from last night. <laughs> ah! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I live. You're at riches. <laughs> you said so. If you could just take riches uh, and just stick it in a porta potty. Uh, <laughs> how about um, Razzle Dal? Uh, uh-huh. Razzle Dal. Um, 
Peaks Peaks Rose. Rose. Again. Peaks okay. Rose. Peaks Rose. Yes. Michelada. Oh, oh, that's a good one. I would stick Michelada in the porta potty because I, 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 mean, I. You know what? That. No, she'd walk in and go home. <laughs> She'd be like, oh, so I did some interior design. <laughs> you know, we have a carpet over here. We have a tiny, like, little couch over here. Um, so I'd stick her in the porta potty. Um, I think I would, oh, I would marry Razzle, because, like, Razzle, mama, yeah. then I could yeah. get those garments yep. for free. Yep. Um, and then, who wouldn't want to fuck Keeks? Yeah, Keeks, beautiful. Like, yeah. just, I would eye fuck her. I'd body fuck her. I'd do all her. I'd do some nasty things to that woman. The makeup on her. Oh, it's it's yes. painted. It's so yes. good. Yeah. So good. Flawless. So, so good. So, yeah. so good. I love that. I love that we did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to do another one we haven't Ooh, done okay. in a while. Uh, where is my sound? Where's the music? Remember we used to do this? Getting to know you. <laughs> Ooh, let's get to yeah. know you. Getting to know you. I love this song. It's so gay. I know, I know. From King and I. Anyways, we're going to do Getting to Know You. This is a segment where I'm going to poke some random questions from Miss St. James. Okay. Yeah. And you have to answer. Okay. No matter okay. what it is. Yeah. Let's, let's and do I it have no then. idea. We don't even know what they good. are. Oh, yeah. Or bad. Yeah. Okay, ready? Let's, let's hope I don't do. get sued. Who are your heroes in real life? Oh, as opposed to fake life? <laughs> <laughs> I know, good. Like, yeah, who wrote that? Who wrote that? Fire. Um, I would say my heroes in real life, um, I mean, even though they're not with us anymore, I think I take large amounts of inspiration from Arsha P. Johnson. Um, and oh. definitely like, all the queer ancestors who've come before me, because I'm like, I could not be where I am or sit where I am if it had not been for them. Yeah. Um, but if we're also talking in a more tangible sense, um, I think definitely one of my heroes is Strawberry Corn Cakes. Um, <sighs> Um, Adonis Illusions, you know, Coco Chanel, like all of the amazing, like, black excellence that is in our scene because they made me so comfortable to be me (laughs) and as authentically me as I am because I'm like, oh, this, I'm I'm gonna be black and I do mean blackity, blackity, black. (laughs) So I hope the people's is ready. And like those girls, like all of the amazing black queens in this scene, like they made me feel comfortable to push myself to do this. I love that. Okay, since you're an academic, this is gonna be a good one for you. Mm -hmm. What book belongs on everyone's bookshelf that they must read? Hmm. I know. I you know what I'm reading right now? What are you reading? A Stephen King book. Oh, called word. Sal. So far it's good. Yeah. I just haven't read Stephen King in a long time. But I did get pick up graphic novels because I've been Ooh. really into those lately. Mm. I, I think pick- they just call that porn now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old man porn, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know okay, you were well, into those. Yeah, huh. I love those. Interesting. <laughs> what, 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 I ever say, what book should everybody have on there? There are so many that come to mind. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think a book that would be really helpful for a lot of people to understand a lot of the nuance of like being a person of color and also how the systems of oppression operate within each other um, is the new Jim Crow. Okay. I think people need to read that because um, okay. it, it really dives into like how a lot of the power structures and like the uh, policies and laws and things that we have are religious really extensions of Jim Crow like law era, um, yeah. you know, uh, policies and uh, systems that were put into place and stuff like that. And it, yeah, so I think a lot of people should read that. Didn't he have a podcast about? I want to say my brother talked about it. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I have to look it up. Anyways, next question: yes. <laughs> What's the what's your favorite thing you bought? Last year, 
Oh, fuck. Ooh, that's what a I, good what one. What the fuck did I even buy last year? What is last year? I know, really. Um, oh, so we're talking 2021. Uh, yeah. Okay, so it was still pandemic. No. Yeah, kind yes. of. Yeah, kind of. Last the, year, the 2021. Yeah. What was your favorite <gasps> oh, thing you bought? Honestly, okay, so my favorite thing that I bought, um, it was this fabulous uh, red and yellow gown um, that I that I think a few people have already seen. Yeah. Um, it's like African print. It is like full head to toe. Gives the full like uh, um, peplum sleeve situation. I wear it for a lot of like fancy situations and things like that. Um, because I had w- bought it from a actual uh, African designer. Yeah. Um, and I just love it because it's just it's so gorgeous. Gorgeous. And it's like it's 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 in line with me pushing to like integrate more of like my blackness into my drag so that way it's like oh when I go and do that highbrow paying me thousands of dollars to be here um, situation that I can be like yes I am black thank you yeah so I want to pull up some of your looks ooh <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and talk about them because Ooh, there yes. there are a few that I actually really love besides the one you're wearing. So this one I know you made and mm-hmm. I watched the video where you made it. <laughs> um, I love it. It's kind of club kitty. Yeah. But you still have the Amber St. James aesthetic, but how do you come up with this stuff? <laughs> so honestly, uh so when I come up with I the outfits one. themselves, yeah. if it's if I'm coming with the oh, outfit for a one. show, mm-hmm. then I'll usually take inspiration from whatever that theme is cuz all of our uh such as St. James production shows are always like themed. Um so for instance for that look because the show we were doing which was greed which was more of us making a political statement on like the greed of you know politicians the greed yeah. of you know government and stuff like that um i wanted to do something that was like taking greed but making her like a bad bitch yeah because in my number that i did the reveal was the fact that like the bad bitch was capitalism and she's oh. here to kill she's here to steal oh. like she is a bad bitch right yes. yeah. um and so i wanted to do like bad bitch but do it like like the bad bitch from the block like if yes. capitalism was like fear but like she's also like I know, she's I a homie. That one. I love that one. Oh, and this one. This is one of your newer ones that I saw on where's the front one? Um by the way, everybody, if you watch or watching you us on YouTube or out at TV, you will be seeing all these looks. If you're not, go subscribe to the channel and you will see all of Amber's looks. But if you're only listening to us on the podcast, you can go follow Amber on Instagram at MXST James or just search Amber. There you go. And now all this look. I see the hair. The hair was what I was like, oh. Yeah, so beautiful. Oh. That is actually oh, that's I a custom that. wig that I had created for me. Um, that I think I purchased at like the beginning of the pandemic. Oh, um, so but actually, and ironically, so the bottom part of this uh, gown is a gown that I've had for like a lot of years, and then that top is actually a full uh, bodysuit that Monet Exchange gave to me. Oh, shut up! Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we so we had done a gig with her um, at SDSU, and it was like the end of the gig. She was tired. I was tired. The zipper broke. She's like, "Girl, do you want this?" I was like, "Did you just ask me if I want I your like, like your gown?" Like, yes. Yeah. Bitch, I want it. Of course yeah. I want it. And then your money outfit. I love Oh, it. yes. <laughs> I love that outfit because on the back of it, it says demolish her capitalism. Yeah. It's so fucking fierce. But I never, I didn't even get For to the get, greed like, the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, one, I, I like that. all of your, there's one in particular, well, besides this one, because I love the mix of patterns. Yeah. And as a past costume designer, I love that shit. Like, I love when you, a lot of your drag, because you do a lot of, Really bold <laughs> yes. patterns, yes, and a lot of I also African themed, and I love yes. it. The color, yeah. and then your eye makeup is always bold, but you still keep that. The try, I don't, I just, I just <laughs> it's 
fanatic. Can't get over it. Oh my god, thank you. Because I mean, a lot of I think because... I'm really like a big fan because I don't see anybody else in San Diego right. doing it. Mm-hmm, right. And to me, I love anything kind of weird, quirky, out of the box. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the vibe you you get. That's I what I aspire it. to I do. <laughs> and, and a lot of this because, like in the African culture, like the the patterns when you look at them, they are always by vibrant colors. So I'm like, oh, yes. I want that to carry into the oh. eye makeup. You know, Can we talk and then, about this one. Oh yeah. Oh, oh this looks so. When wow. I took photos, a, so so for our audience, it is this gorgeous black and white print, like different mm-hmm. patterned, very corseted with a long train and the hair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, go and follow Amber St. James to look at these looks. And if you're watching it on YouTube, leave a comment. Let us know what you think of them. This is one of my favorite ones. Oh, honestly, so this gorgeous. is like one of my new like go-to photos when like, people are like, oh, yeah, like what photo do you want to use? I'm like, well, one, I'll send I know, you that's the, the folder. That's gonna be, yeah. <laughs> yes, please show. do. Please do. The silhouette um, on that. So I took that great. photo at it's the so uh, coronation for the Imperial Court because yeah. um, they had just did like their 50th anniversary. Um, See, and I knew God. that I wanted to do like something black and white because I was like, oh, people are going to they're gonna expect me to do color. Yeah. And I want to do like a whole black and white situation. And I knew when I took those photos, I was like, oh, this is the girls are going to yeah. eat this up. Like, it's this is such iconic. A gown. I love Thank that. You. And yeah. those are actually separate. Like, yeah. all of those are separate pieces that wow. I like stylized together. Look at you. <laughs> I, look, she loves to be a designer, a stylist. She does it all. She does it all. Okay, ready for the next question? Yes. What is your favorite part of your body that you love? Ooh, um, hmm. honestly, I would, I think it's my legs. I've really fallen in love with my legs because they're so long. You got long legs. You're like, all legs. I'm like a bucket of chicken. (laughs) Long legs and I taste delicious. (laughs) And if you're lucky enough to find out how I taste, then you get to be part of a very small circle. (laughs) What was your first screen name that you ever used? Ooh, uh, (laughs) probably something that I shouldn't have been doing because I was young and doing grown folk shit. No, I was, I was never that kind of girl. I was never that kind of girl, but I was very much like, oh, sweet and cute. Like, I wanted to keep very innocent. Like, yeah. oh my God, come and corrupt me, please. Come and- <laughs> lure um, them in. This yes. would be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. If you could undo one moment in your life, what would it be? Ooh, I Ooh. don't think I'd have anything that I could, I would ever want to undo. I'm like, because if I ever did undo anything, I, like, I wouldn't be who I am or where I am. Yeah. Right? It would then all it be would different. Change, yeah. yeah. Everything would be different. Let's do one last one. Let's see. Make, Make it, it good. good. <gasps> like, when was the last time you Oh, God. This is a little morbid, but I'm going to ask it. Okay, work. How would you like to die? Ooh. <laughs> okay, so I've thought about this a, a lot. Let me just a lot more. Um honestly, I would love to die doing what I love. Um you it, want but, da- doing a death drop. <laughs> I mean, to be entirely honest, I'm like, that's probably how I'm gonna off the die. Side of a building. <laughs> probably like me jumping off the side of a building, trying to be very much in my fandy bag. Okay. Everybody needs a hero in ours. She did a death drop and she died. She died. She died. She died. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Laugh. That's My horrible. death would be hilarious to you. Thank you. <laughs> no, but that would be very hilarious because it'd be so ironic. It'd be like, of course, yeah, this bitch died course. doing a of fucking course. backflip, double yeah. split off the stage. Like, bitch, who did you think you were? I know you have a real job now and you have insurance, but let's not That's test it. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got see. We found out a little bit more about Mrs. Everett St. James. You know what last night was? The finale of. <gasps> yeah. We have to talk about it. We have to talk about it. 
So season 14 wrapped up last night with the season finale. And the there were longest five. season of our lives. The longest It was so season. long. It was so. But I, honestly, I didn't hate that it was so long because I feel like we really got to know the girls. We did. Oh, yeah, a lot. Versus like and usually where they're like, okay, so we were in a film for five seconds and, and then we're going to air it for even ten. Even the ones who like get cut early, I feel like we still, still knew got those to know ones, them. which were nice. The, uh, but there were five finalists. Dia Betty, um, um, Lady Camden, yes. and Jiria, who I adore and love. Yes, and Jiria. Willow Peel, who I adore and love. Yeah. And who was the last one? Uh, Bosco. Bosco. Yes. Um, I already kind of, I was like, my top two yeah. were Lady Camden and Willow Pill. Yeah, spoiler oh, alert. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Those are the ones I was rooting for because I think Angeria is already going to have a stellar career because yeah. of what she did on the show mm-hmm. in her personality. I was like, oh, she don't need to win. She She's a fan favorite. Well, yeah. Mama, that's, oh, yeah. that, that check. Her and Cornbread, both of them, I'm like, oh, because of their, because there's certain queens, I think, on the show when they're on there, they use the time to really show their personality. They don't need to win the competition because they're going to have an amazing career. Oh, absolutely. And them two, for me, were those queens. I'm like, oh, they don't, they're fine. They're going to be fine. Oh, mama. And that's strategy, too. Because, you know, a lot of of times people are like, oh, have you ever applied for Drag Race? Or what would you do if I ever got on? I was like, mom, if I ever got on, first of all, if I got on, that means there must have been another beauty queen before I fucking got there. Because I can tell you, I'm popping. I'm not gonna be the first one. Um, and I'm like, if, if I got on, I really don't think they're gonna let me win. So yeah. I'm gonna just make sure that everybody's laughing. Yeah. We're having a good time. They remember yeah. who the fuck I am and they like me on the other side of that camera. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I think. That's and Juria went in going, I'm gonna have a good time. And every time she was on camera, I was just like, oh, I just wanna hang out with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how you really win the bigger game. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And the same with Cornbread, who I knew she probably would have taken it home. Oh, mama. They were shaking in their boots when oh, she walked yeah. in. Yeah. The moment oh, yeah. she was like, so she's yeah. on the other side of the Zoom call and she's not coming back. Oh, oh fuck yeah, we got yes, a chance. There's we got a, a chance. chance. Because remember when we talked about when the season, Eric, yeah. first started, we were all like, Cornbread's going to do it. Yeah. She's going to take it. Uh, and that look she wore last night was Oh, insane. the Beauty and the Beast? It was so good. Wasn't it? Combined into oh, one look. So I was like, good. oh. She really said versatility. She said, you know what? Y'all didn't get to see me on the show, but you will see oh, I am a so verse. Good. Yeah, it was brilliant. <laughs> the finale was meh. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you this. I only got to watch half of it, and then I watched the inside of my eyelids. I got you home at four a.m. Did you watch? Fast forward. Did you watch the first half? Because that was the boring uh, half. all I remember is there were some bitches on a stage, and they walked out, and then some shit happened. Yeah, mm, yeah. <laughs> the so, second half was, and was they good. it was a little different format. Instead of doing yeah. the wheel where they have to compete oh, against each other, no, no, they had pre. What is it like? Pre-produced numbers that yeah. with dancers and everything. Yeah, they did. I think I maybe saw like five seconds of the yeah. first one with and an then original I was song, which was different too. Like yeah. somebody recorded it for them, them but it, it, it wasn't. But it was them about them. Yeah. It was oh. weird because I don't think they've done that since like Bob's year. Yeah, Bob's yeah. year was the last year they did that. Yeah. Yeah, because it was Kimchi, Bob, Bob and Naomi, Drake, and Naomi. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they it was that same kind of format, but with five queens, which was a lot. Yeah, um, a lot. and then they narrow, and then Rue picks the top two she liked, and then yeah. they have to do a lip sync. So oh, the top work. two were Lady Camden and Willow Pill. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Yeah, yeah. Work. I gotta go watch this episode. So <laughs> then they Willow Pills was hilarious. I yeah. thought she's so weird and creative. she's so weird. It's that camp, like when yeah. you know how to like, and that's why I really I I. Every queen who is watching, I suggest that you learn just a little bit of camp because it, it really helps like put that extra oomph into a performance. Yeah. Like even if you're a body queen to have that one little stupid moment, yeah. the audience just falls in falls love with you. In love oh, with yeah. And Willow Pill does that. And Lady Camden is just 
you can tell she is a dancer. Yeah. And she it, uses her yeah, body. So polished. Oh, I love, they both were great yeah. in the lip sync, but I had a feeling Willow Pill was going to take it home, I which did she too. did, spoiler alert. Um, and it was just, it was, I mean, it's just, there's what, we're on season 14? The yeah. finale should do, I don't know. It was just like, eh, I just fast forwarded to find out who won. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe season twenty, she'll 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 change it up, and, and RuPaul will actually be the one who does all the I know. singing, and she'll do more than like three steps to that side, three side. steps to that side, and then spin oh. in the middle, like she did when she came down. Yeah. I was like, is she gonna do a number? What's going no, on? That and she did like number. one, two, three. All right, let's start the show. Yeah, but you know what? I'm like Miss Mama. When you make that much money, you don't fracking, have to. Um, yeah. Um, when you make that much money, I mean, I guess she yeah. said, I don't gotta move for uh, shit. Would you do? Show. Would you do RuPaul's Drag Race? Would you ever? Do you audition for it? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I've auditioned twice now, and okay. well, we see what happened. Um, but that's okay. I love that Simone won. Um, <laughs> she was one of my favorites. Uh, oh, yeah. She was everything. She looked great last that? night, too. She did with she the denim. Oh, amazing. I'm like, I still you? remember her looks from the season when she did the long do rag and then yeah. the next. Yes. Yes. Some of the best look. And I can hear her say factory over and Fact over again. The very that, very that, very that. She was, oh, she was one of my favorites. Yeah, on the show. she was great. She's just, she's How, what do you guys icon. think of the all next stars? All Stars winner season? First of all, we get a week break. Uh, yeah, a week Is that break. All we get? Can yes. we get a little more than a week? Uh, okay, on, see, here's my thing. I get a vacation and, and break? Maybe my producer brain coming through. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder if something changed in their contract. If they're just like, so we just need like 50 fucking 50. shows from y'all. And so Ruth's just like, okay, just toss them toss out. Them, I don't give a shit yeah. when they air. Just fucking film them and we'll have them all batched and ready to release. You know yeah. what? Probably. Yeah, no, it yeah, is. Because they're really probably is. under contract with the VH1. They have to do a certain... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, what do you think of the all-winner se- all season? Uh, I cannot wait for Bob to dominate. I, I I'm know. So I'm like, Bob's not on this season, but I, I know, know she's going to dominate, know. okay? She's going to be all over the Twitter. I know. Oh, no. Because I, I follow and watch everything Bob does. She was like, I wasn't asked. Mm. I'm like... Uh, that's that's interesting. Were you not asked because you were filming? Were here, or were you not asked because they're saving you for, for something season? else? I'm like, now that I could see, I could yeah. see them be like, oh no, no, Bob is that's. Oh no, we have plans. You know, yeah. we have plans. another Miss Queen I thought would have been great is Shangela because it's like, oh, it, fuck yeah, it would have been like a juju like kind of but thing. But no, yeah. it was only queens that won. Yeah. Won okay. the season. Was it one or that placed in the top? No, no, no. That one. That one. Either okay. their original season or that uh, one at All Stars. Yeah, because I think when I looked like who was in it, I think there's like two from everything. So like yeah. two that are from like outside of you know the the thing or whatever. Um, right. There's the Vivian and there was uh like yeah. who was the other one? The Vivian and because there's like one of the like outlier that like one, but it was like oh girl, oh Trinity and Monet because they are, were tied. Remember, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. they were tied for All Stars, mm-hmm. and then you have Jinx Monsoon. Coming mm-hmm. back, yeah. Who oh, Jinx and Raja because they Raja because they were part of like the early yes, winner set, the and then you had the yeah. All Star set, and yeah. then you had the um, Vivian, and then somebody else is Jada and Tall. Hey, Jada, yes, and Jada, yeah. and Jada, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think those were the ones where I was like, oh, okay, this is like the like the not miscellaneous, but like yeah. the catch all of like, okay, yeah. so she won her yeah. regular season, and the Vivian, who I I'm just gonna assume lives in the states now, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like, yes. oh, that was interesting. Y'all was the, the Vivian. UK Nobody saw that coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. One, like I said, with uh, what was the other one the, um, that they did? Oh, UK versus, versus the world. The world. Mm-hmm. These are queens that have. 
done the TV show probably multiple times. They know how to put on good television. Oh, so yeah. So it's really not about really winning. They just, they're like, let's put on a show. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited to see. It. And they, the cast is a lot of big personalities. Oh, yeah. So you know cooler. they're going to make good TV. Yeah. <laughs> then booking rates seasoned. just went up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they said, that's why I'm here. I'm not here to win. I'm here to up the booking rate. Uh, yep. You're exactly right. I'm excited to see what it does. Yeah. Because. Even though UK versus the world was a little rocky yeah. on parts, I yeah. think this one's it'll be good. Yeah. yeah. Be good. And I think it's because it's on the home turf. Yeah, you're right. Because I think because so many of the girls that were doing UK versus the world, like yeah. one hadn't really they hadn't been in the machine, like the real drag race machine, and it's so different in the US than it is in any of the oh, other you're franchises. So, right. so yeah. I'm like, it was I, I could see why it was a little clunky because the girls that hadn't been through it didn't understand like some of the ways in which you're kind of supposed to operate when you're in the television right. show exactly. in situations. Whereas right. like all the US girls is why like the entire energy shifted when they walked in because they're like, oh, the competition just fucking arrived. Yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. right. I think that's what's going to be different with this. this yeah. one. I'm excited. And the I'm, judges are fun, yeah. too. Naomi Campbell was the big I one they announced. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I can't I wait for Naomi that. Campbell. I can't wait for her to throw another phone. <laughs> you know they're going to do a bit about it. Oh, you yeah, know they real. have to. Yeah, now, as long it. as it just goes wrong and she actually throws a phone at somebody, oh, that's going to be fucking iconic. Uh. Okay, look. It's another slap, okay? All right. Well, like, oh, my God. So Asia O'Hare is going to come in, own the show, and Naomi is just going to go throw in phones. I yep, can't there you wait. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited. But about that. you guys, we're going to do one last segment, something we Ooh. haven't done. Okay. What is that? Oh, well, y'all been saying that. Carol. Yeah, we have a lot I have one. It's okay. I've never been in play I don't choose to do people by the name of Carol. They're usually trying to talk to the manager, and I'm like, Mama, that's not what we're doing. We've not heard that joke yet. I like that one. Yeah, that's a good original joke for Carol. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And for the people who don't remember where Carol is, because it's been a while, Carol is our gripe of the week, something that gets under your skin that you just need to vent. Do you have one? Who wants I to don't. go first? You, I'll no, go I first. don't have one. I have to think Make of it up. one. <laughs> think will, of it. I will. I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> and of course, mine is going to be about Grinder. Uh, Here we go. Yes. <laughs> now that I'm back on the apps. Now that you're single, now that you've got like, lots of content you know, for this. This. <laughs> this, is what this is what bothers me about the Grinders. Is people's profiles that don't have a face pic on it, mm-hmm. but yet they in their profile, they see, do not talk to me unless you have a... Facebook, Facebook. Yes. and I'm like, girl, how can you be demanding this when yourself yes. doesn't even have a your profile doesn't even have a Facebook? That's a lot yeah. of emotion. You know what? Torso. That's a lot. I'm like, no, you can't. No, kitties. Can no. I pile on top of that? Is the one where they're like no taps. You know uh, what I do? I, tap, I purposely tap. 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 I love. I, <laughs> I hate that. I, don't tell me what the fuck love, to do. Yeah, yeah. Do that. I will tap all goddamn day. Also, that's called a compliment. Like, hmm. take a compliment. Say. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, say, oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, you're people. annoyed that I complimented you. That's awful. Yeah, uh, That's my girl. Do you have one, Amber? Ooh. Um, She's I like, think... let me break out my Rolodex. I'm like, so for me, my Carol, and she just comes up so many times, it's systemic racism. No, I'm just <laughs> I mean, well it, is, it is systemic well racism. Um, no, luck. but I think, like, on a more on a more like real level, I think my gripe is every time a straight person learns I'm a drag queen, and they immediately go, "So, do you work at Lips?" I'm like, oh. you do recognize that, like, I mean, I love Lips, but I'm like, yeah. I do also recognize from a, di- a business standpoint that is a drag show that is produced like for straight folks to go and see. Yeah, so that's their only point of reference. So when you're like, oh no, yeah, I do shows at like Riches and Gossip Girl and Urban Most, like, what the fuck are any of those? Like, wow. how close are they to Lips? And I'm like, girl, 
I'm there's more than Lex Luthor. I'm not so yeah. disconnected from straight people. I didn't realize that I know, that's their only reference. Okay. In drag. Most of the straight people I see are, on the, are in the lifts that I'm taking, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, so you're a drag queen?" Because I'll show up in the full yeah, niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, "Oh, where are you headed to?" I'm like, "Oh, to a get the Oh, are you going to lifts? lifts? I'm like, "There's more than lifts wow. in this entire universe." Please, <laughs> please open your palate. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, that Eric? is a good one. Well, I piled onto your grinder and I didn't think of another one. Ah, <laughs> a pile on in grinder? done before. That's a sniffies thing. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> what do you know about that, Tony? You, you, you showed it to me, bitch. Exposed. Oh, How I, dare I might, you. That might be true. <laughs> and that was the night the lights went out on who invited her. Oh, wait, I have that. Where is that? Oh, my God, yes. Wait, talk amongst it. Oh, here it is. Is the night the lights went out in Georgia? <laughs> uh, oh, I, I used to that. love that show. I was obsessed with Dixie Carter. Oh I used God, to love that have. show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It has been an absolute pleasure having yeah. you on the show, Everything. So much fun. How do people find you? How do they check out your shows? Give them all the details. Oh, my God. So, if you haven't already been listening to me plug absolutely everything <laughs> so seamlessly. <laughs> so um, seamlessly. <laughs> Consistently. <laughs> Consistent branding. branding. <laughs> there we go. Boom. Clearly this episode is just going to be called Consistent Branding with Amber yeah. St. James. That's um, the name of the episode. <laughs> That's the episode name. See, I Consistent told you, producer brain always on. Um, God, she should be our producer. <laughs> look, as long as the money is right, I'm always working. Um, so you can find me on Instagram at MXSTJames or just type in Amber St. James. I should be the only top bearded bitch who comes up. I do check every day, so I am still that top girl. Um, and then all of the other links to all the other things are in the bio of my Instagram, but you can find our production company, such as St. James Productions, which I produce a lot of shows with Lux the Drag Queen, Brenda Joy. We work with a lot of local girls. We also work with a lot of budding new girls. Um, that's S-O-S-J-P House, spelled H-A-U-S. Um, if you would like to follow any of the things that I'm doing in the House of St. James or just want to see all of us and see what we're doing and what we're bebopping and doing around, um, you can follow us at uh, House of St. James, spelled H-A-U-S-S-T James. Um, I believe those are all the things that yeah. I own. All Do the you have any shows? Things. Um, oh, I have to think. Oh, I might have to give up my, my Google calendar. <laughs> Literally, I live and die by my Google calendar, but I do believe I actually have a show this coming week. Oh, I will be at Stunt tomorrow. Um, Stunt, yes. Riches, 9 so p.m. Please come through. Yeah. Uh, and then Monday, I will be doing the Menangi Museum uh, for Black Voices United, which oh, is an nice. amazing uh, black organization that was created by one of the folks that I know um, that I used to go to SDSU with. Uh, what else? Oh, I'm also doing Vanity Hour on the 28th it looks like according to my Google calendar <laughs> um, and I think those are all the things for right now because yeah. there's a lot of things that we're going to be doing um, come May um, and definitely make sure that you are looking out for all of our shows that we're doing for Sisters St. James Productions because we have a lot of things that Coming we're working up, on yeah. um, nice. some uh, collaborations with Diversionary Theater Ooh, uh, I love Diversionary a lot, of, lo a lot of people like we're, yeah. we're trying to really go above and yeah. beyond how do people find you, Eric? You can find me on Instagram at Daddy Bear Eric. There you go. You can follow me. It's Tony underscore Baloney underscore Macaroni on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at Who Invited Her underscore. Wait, Who Invited Her underscore podcast? podcast. On Girl, get your consistent branding under control. Who Invited Her ST on Twitter and Facebook. You can always email us at the gang at Who Invited Her dot net. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you're watching us on YouTube. Um, you can watch us every Tuesday night at seven thirty. 
is it 730? Yeah. So, yeah. On Out at TV. Um, what am I forgetting? I think that's it. Yeah. Go to the yeah. website. We have merch. <laughs> Don't forget to also use a condom and get tested. Yes. Get tested. <laughs> I know how random. <laughs> it's never the wrong time to go get tested. Oh, but you guys, next week we have um, Mason Lee. Oh, is coming cool. yes. yes. A trans man. And he's an amazing photographer and activist. He's going to be calling in. We're going to chat with him. I'm really excited. Yes. He was too. my thirst trap a few weeks ago. Yeah. And he reached out and I was like, come on the show and he's like yeah sure so, I love that. it'll be good thank you again Amber thank I you. hope you come back on the show oh, you're more than welcome it's been y'all, so y'all much fun y'all know what man I will come back <laughs> you guys we will see everybody next week have a good weekend It's like I've been waiting around for you.